Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
been worrying about you You don't seem to face the truth And it just seems to But it rains at the same time One of those days I pretend that I am But I'm not fine It's one of those days I couldn't get up if I wanted to It's all of this weight on me It's one of those days 
I look in the mirror, I don't know myself. One of those days I just wanna disappear. It's one of those days when I wanna give up, give in to impossible. I tried to be the hero, but I ended up the fool. Is it okay if I fall apart? Oh. To be by myself It's one of those days I swear I'm gonna lose it It's one of those days I just wanna cry Hello, Top and welcome to, oh my goodness, another Talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk with Alex Kersey. And goodness gracious, maybe we have, maybe for some reason our prayers to the God of technology obviously didn't work, <laughs> didn't go through, because we have been, you know, you know how it is, you know, struggling to get in. And I've been here, but we've been having some technical issues. So I want to apologize, wherever you're listening from around the world, if you're just joining us or you've been here uh, well, I just want to say welcome to The Naked Talk. My name is Alex Kersey. You're listening to The Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. So, yes, well, this is The Naked Talk, and you know how we keep it on the show. You know, it's pretty unscripted, uncensored, uncaught. And uh, we do not apologize for, um, you know, <laughs> how we feel and our experiences and uh yeah, you know, uh, we believe expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And, uh, well, I'm very excited. It's another Talk Wednesday, and I know my guest has been here. He's been here since, and I, I know he's right here in the virtual studio, and I'm absolutely looking forward to a great conversation with him. So, guys, hey, you know, today is all about how to stop talking to heal your relationship. And I cannot wait to get into that conversation with my guest. But just before we get into today's conversation, if you missed the last uh conversation right here on The Naked Talk. Well, I have with me my very amazing special guest on Soul Saturday, um, Tony Chan, a multiple award-winning musician, music composer, and voice actor who joined me live all the way from California in the USA. And of course, we had a great conversation about inspiring the world with music. And, you know, it was just nice to have Tony here. We talked about Fallon Gone and just, you know, all his work, his amazing work, you know, his amazing accomplishment is just why he chose to do the kind of music that he does and just, you know, the story behind his transformation, you know, how he fell in love with that and him leaving, you know, Belgium to come all the way to the U.S. and just, you know, just how um, his music basically has been creating a lot of, you know, inspiring and motivating, motivating people around the world. So if you missed that conversation with Tony Chen on Soul Saturday, don't forget all our shows are archived 24-7. So, yes, you can catch all our shows right here on the radio channel on Block Talk Radio, or you can listen to our show. Our show is syndicated all over your internet radio. We're on 12 global networks, so you have no reason whatsoever to miss any conversation with any of our special guests. And yes, um, you know, I had Azuka Zuki will be as well on Talk Wednesday, or sorry, on Friday radio special. And, you know, we had a very great conversation, and we gave you the power to excel. And it was nice to have him. He's a motivational doctor, an author of seven books. 
it was really great. You know, uh, as a comedian, he dropped some value bombs as well on the show and just basically shared with us all the amazing things that we need to do to be to be able to gain the power for ourselves. So, um, yes, today's show is brought to you by amazing friends at Global Royals. Now, Global Royal is all about giving to you the lifestyle. And, of course, if you've ever dreamt about owning your own home or just having that lifestyle that you desire, then you should head on right, head on right after the show to their official website, and you can go to Global Royal. The biz, now, Global Royal is G-L-O-B-A-L-R-O-Y-A-L-E. So it's Royal with an E, the B-I-Z. And, of course, you can find out more about them and tap into their amazing portfolios so that you can get, you know, that lifestyle that you truly desire. And let's not forget our amazing friends at Zinchin Naturals. Now, Zinchin Naturals is all about bringing to you the finest quality in beauty products made from the finest organic natural, um, you know, natural fruits and vegetables. And if you've ever worried about, you know, putting, you know, chemicals in your skin and just the stuff that you use in your body, then you don't have to worry with Zinchin Naturals because it's all natural. And I was, you know, I've been talking all season about their amazing self-care package they sent me. And, you know, I even gave out my uh, coconut tree, right, on the show. But yes, you can find out more about Zinchin Naturals if you go to their official Facebook page, sorry, Instagram page. And if you go to Instagram.com forward slash Zinchers, Z-I-N-C-H-A-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S, so natural with an S, natural with an S. No, just say you're from me. Just say you're from Alex and they will hook you up big time. So, yes, you know, just still giving a shout-out to our amazing friends at the Jameson Group, and the Jameson Group is getting ready to, you know, put together their amazing program called You Can Depend on You. And if you want to find out more about the Jameson Group and, of course, their the head honcho herself and queen motivator, inspirator, I like to call her inspirator, um, you know, Sharon Jameson, you can find out more if you go to her official website at www.sharon, S-H-A-R-R-O-N, Jameson, J-A-M-I-S-O-N dot com and find out more about You Can Depend on You. And she is an award-winning author, um, a global speaker, and, you know, she's a life strategist. And, oh, my God, she's dropping, she drops jewels and bombs. And if you miss, you know, if you for any reason miss, you know, the conversation with Jameson to one of our top 20, you can catch it right there. And she, you know, gave you the, you know, went from power to pain and how you two can do the same. So today on the show... Yes, on TNT, eight. What if there was a new approach to communication and relationship management that clearly shows why the traditional talk therapy is kind of like relationships inside? Now, today's guest has saved thousands of relationships from the dead zone and teaches people how to stop talking in order to communicate better, heal their relationships, and even their health. Now, I'm very excited to have with me my very special guest who's joining me live all the way. He is an on-talk therapist, a relationship coach, and author, Theo DeLuker, who's joining me live all the way from the USA as we explore how to communicate better in our relationship. Welcome, Phil. It's nice to have you here on The Naked Talk. Oh, thank you. It's wonderful to be here. First of all, I kind of just really need to apologize. I know you've been waiting for so long, and, you know, I'm coming to you live all the way from Nigeria, and, you know, we're in Africa, and we get a pass sometimes, you know, for the technology, so. <laughs> no, that's a problem. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, I'm glad that you're here and that you're still here, and I know that people have been excited. Like, everyone's been asking me, you know, sending me questions, and, 
they kind of like really interested, you know, totally intrigued about you know, this entire on talk, you know, therapy. But just before we get into today's conversation, I know the field is all the way in the U.S. And, you know, what is the weather like where you are right now? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? You know, I said I know you're all the way in the U.S., but what is yes. the weather like where you are right now? Okay, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have a nice fall weather. It's in the uh, upper 50s. Beautiful, beautiful day. We've had a very warm fall. Very been, been very nice. Oh, wow. Well. Oh, wow. Well. You know, my day's been very hot. It's very hot right here. So, I, you know, I'm, you know, I would really love to switch places right now. <laughs> yeah, I have a fireplace at night. I put it on. Uh, cuddle around the fireplace when I watch, watch TV a little and and uh, tell each other how much we love each other and appreciate each other. It's nice. Very nice. Wow. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Phil, you know, just for the sake of those who are kind of getting to know you for the first time, especially here in Africa, right, and have not had the privilege to sort of, you know, stumble on your work, you know, and get to meet you and they're meeting you for the first time. You know, who would you say Phil really is? I mean, how would you describe yourself? Well, you know, I've been doing this 40 years, so I've seen about 40,000 people with relationship issues. And uh, it's always, when I was a youngster I, and I was a teenager and I was seeing people getting together and breaking up, and it always bothered me. It was like, why are they fighting so much? They have such a good thing. And, and you know, since I, was, mm-hmm. since I wasn't very well with, with doing very well with on dating scene, uh, like I couldn't get a date, I was really envious of them and saying, saying, man, you got a good thing here. You know, I, I wish I was in your shape. Why do you got to, what, what are you doing to break it up? So it started me kind of picking away at why is it that people don't get along? Well, you know, what's with the conflict thing? Since that seems to be the greatest thing that the most common thing that divides people. So went to uh, uh, postgraduate training, uh, went to graduate school, got my clinical social work degree, uh, and then I uh, went to postgraduate training in marriage and family therapy. And, you know, as soon as I got out of therapy, I started doing therapy, what I discovered was the conventional approaches, communication approaches, which were then kind of coming into vogue, express yourself, be honest and open about how mm-hmm. you feel, no secrets. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound mm-hmm. familiar. Uh, uh, <laughs> express your anger. Repressed anger is a killer. Uh, and always go to uh, always deal with the problem now. Never go to bed mad at each other. Do they sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very they become, familiar. <laughs> yeah, they they gathered momentum, and now they've become like settled science. Nobody even questions mm-hmm. them. Matter of fact, I was talking to a a physician recently, and and you know he was using these uh, techniques on his with his wife, and, and and it was just exploding. And I and so when I when I told them some of the the things I was talking about, hey, those are the worst things. And here's an alternative. He said, you know, I thought that's all there was. I thought that's all you had. That's what you had to do. Tell them how you feel. Getting on, be honest and open about your grudges and your resentments and your anger. So uh, what I discovered was they didn't work. As a matter of fact, in my own life, when I was using them, my situation was getting even worse. And then when I was trying that with my clientele, they were getting worse. And so I was like, there's something wrong here. Either, either I'm crazy and everybody else is right or I'm right and all my peers got it wrong. So I pretty much set, set out trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Why were these things causing more problems 
than they were uh, fixing. And, and so over the, over the next 40 years, I kind of tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it and uh, came up with an alternative that is quick. Like when people walk in and have conflict, I can stop it right there because what happens is people usually – this conflict develops for a variety of reasons, which we could go into, which we'll go into, but it develops and then they, it comes to a peak. And usually people wait to get help when it's really bad. And uh, I discovered there's what's called the dead zone out there where things get so bad that there's no caring left. So even if they fix the problem, it doesn't matter. I don't love you anymore. All I want to do is uh-huh. be away from you. So the dead zone was the thing that scared me most because sometimes people were one disagreement or argument away from getting to that point. And once they got uh-huh. to that point, it was all over. It didn't matter what I pulled out of my hat. Nothing was going to change, fix that. So uh, I focused on how to reduce conflict. And, and even more, I had to get it. I had to stop the conflict. In that session, I didn't have one. I didn't have two sessions to go. When they came in, I had to assume they were one step away from uh, this dead zone, and I had to stop it right there. When they walked out of that office, if they followed my very simple instructions, and that's another thing, I had to make it very simple and concrete. Uh, too complicated, and you know, keep it simple. Stupid is my philosophy. Uh, you know, that's the only way I get things. (laughs) So I had to make it very simple and quick and easy to implement and also grasp grasped. So what I found was if I could get people to stop the conflict right there, then relationships will start healing frequently by themselves. Sometimes it takes little effort, but usually people start, if you eliminate the conflict, they start laughing together. They start talking together. They start resolving issues that they've been hitting a wall against and bouncing off and they start recovering. So, so that's what I did. I developed an alternative approach to the communication uh, express yourself model, which, and basically it's, I call it untalk because I teach people and this sounds uh, counter counter, uh, <laughs> but I teach people not to talk in order to fix their problems. Doesn't that sound crazy? How do you, like, how do we talk? Not talk. Don't talk to each other, and we're going to fix our problems. <laughs> Does that sound crazy or what? So, uh, and I also call it, call it, call it untalk and untherapy because it's, I don't do the therapy for the people, but I teach people the skills to how to fix so they don't need me anymore. You know, uh, they don't uh, have to spend a lot of money. They don't have to spend years. They want to have problems. They don't have to come back, but Here's the skills. I just was like a coach. I showed you a few things, guided you along your way, and now you're hitting the ball, the ball out of the ballpark. So, so that's that's what my approach does. I teach people how to not talk to fix their problems, and that can be, let me tell you, that can be a real bugaboo, because people are holding on to that idea. You gotta express yourself, every little nuance, every pet peeve, every grudge, anything that's happened in the last twenty years. When you're upset, you gotta <laughs> vomit it out on the other party. So uh, uh-huh. that can be a be a tough call. But you know, I developed something over the years uh, that works really fast. The other thing that was happening as I was developing this was, I you know, I'm 65, so I started in my 50s. I started having health problems. 
uh, premature memory loss, and also uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Both of them were spreading fast. So I, so wow. what I, so yes, so what I looked into alternative health, holistic health, and I started actually curing myself with these, and now I have no memory loss, uh, and probably my arthritis is 98% gone. Uh, so through what I learned was was the same thing, the inflammation process that is causing my health problems and all health problems. Inflammation is, is at the base of all health problems. You eliminate inflammation, you pretty much eliminated all disease. And, uh, so what I learned when I, when I got a handle on my inflammation and saw the science behind it, it was the same thing that was causing our communication snafus because the fight-or-flight response is what happens when we get upset. We go into the fight-or-flight response. Blood reroutes from our thinking front brain, our cerebral cortex, which is the seat. It's in the front of our brain ahead. It's abstract thinking, higher learning, uh, memory, love, spirituality. Uh, and it mm-hmm. reroutes to the back of our brain, which is the amygdala, and I call it, it's our survival brain, or I call it our crocodile brain because it's the very same brain that we share with the lower life forms like the crocodiles Mm -hmm. and so what happens is when it reroutes from our front brain to our back brain there's a series of changes that occur uh that have profound impact on our uh, physiology our perception our moods and our relationships and even how our brain wires itself uh so when i discovered uh these changes that were going on and the same thing that fixed my health could fix uh, communication and relationships and love, restore love, it restores our health and our love. I put it all together, tweaked it over the next 20, 30 years, and voila, came out with this approach that says, hey, if you're using conventional communication approaches, express yourself, and they're not working, try this approach, and there's a good chance it will stop the the downward spiral and and start start you towards healing on multi-levels, restore peace, restore love, caring, sex returns, communication improves, and your physical health in, improves. So that's a little, okay. that's a little my, you, my you, stick. <laughs> you, you know, Phil, Phil I, I'm very intrigued, and if you notice, I've been quiet, which is a bit really weird because I'm usually the very talky person. <laughs> and, you know, I appreciate I'm so, it. I'm totally like, I'm totally like, totally intrigued, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, you know, there's just so many things playing up in my head. Okay, well, so she put them I'm out thinking, there. I mean, I'm glad that you shared with me how basically you kind of stumbled and you know discovered this sort of new science of communication, right? Um, yes. But let me ask you, and this is just for the, you know, for the average person who is trying to catch up on this and is still trying to understand all of it. So here's what you're saying. I, I'm trying to get now, what would you say is the real difference, right, between yes. what we call the conventional talk therapy or the traditional talk therapy and your on-talk therapy? Okay, can I ask you a series of questions and lead you to the answer? Is that Okay. okay. All right, okay, so let me – have you ever noticed when somebody's calm, take a loved one, and then they get upset? It's like two different creatures exist. It's like an alien enters into their body, and they're like, who the heck is this? Mm-hmm. You know, everything mm-hmm. changes about them. And then something will happen. Maybe they'll laugh or something, and they'll snap out of it, and the alien mm-hmm. leaves, and the person returns. And then they'll get upset about something maybe later in the day, and the alien's back in there. 
<laughs> what the heck is going on? This is like a different person. I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then there's my wife back. She's back to her normal self. Uh, have you ever, ever seen that in somebody? Have you ever seen it in yourself? Well, I used to see that probably myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have that. Anyway, so let me ask you a question. Uh, have you ever noticed when you look at this alien? Let's take a look at this alien, what, what, mm-hmm. what exists inside of it. Have you ever noticed that when you try to appeal to their logic, your logic is twisted into pretzels? Uh, mm. when, you appe- when you appeal to them to stay calm, they shout back, I am calm, spitting all over mm-hmm. you, and their, lung, their, their veins <laughs> sticking out of their neck and their eyes bulging out. Uh, they, bring up, right? they bring up topics that are old and irrelevant, perhaps by decades. All right. Uh, hmm. That they and here's one. Do you know? You ever wonder how they know exactly what and how to say to push your buttons? Buttons. <laughs> sure. Right. They know exactly what it, what to say to hurt me, and the and the, hmm. the slightest problem is seen as the end of the world. They see things in mm-hmm. terms of black and white, catastrophic. You always, you never. A slight problem is seen as the end of the world, and you're like, hey, it's no big deal. You're acting like it's the end of the world. Um, mm-hmm. When you try to decide when you decide to end the discussion because an argument is imminent, they won't let you leave. If you go into another room, mm-hmm. they'll follow you. If you close the door, <laughs> they barge in. If you lock the door, they bang on it, scream through it, and try to break it down. Uh, oh. If you... If you leave the house, they threaten to change the locks. If you leave, it'll be all over. <laughs> or if they'll guilt you. Go ahead, run from it. You'll be you'll be <laughs> divorced just like that loser mother of yours who's been divorced three times. <laughs> and if you actually garnish enough courage to leave the house, they'll follow you outside a lot of times. If you go for a walk, they'll walk a lot alongside of you, continuing the argument or behind you, shouting at you. If you go for a drive, they'll attack the car. Sometimes they'll drive with you. They'll run next to the car screaming at you. I've had women who have jumped on cars and hung on to the, uh, to the windshield as he was driving through the, develop, the housing development trying to escape from, from her so he wouldn't get into an argument. And, of course, the men, they, don't, they wouldn't do that. So that's too unmanly. They'll just take a bat or a rock and smash in the windows or dent you know, and dent the, dent the, uh, the fenders. That's more manly. You know, they wouldn't be caught dead uh. hanging onto a windshield. Uh, and so the question is, why are they trying so hard to keep you from escaping? Have you ever thought about that? Why won't they just let this lie? I'm trying to prevent something bad from happening. Something that we're going to get into an argument. Bad things are going to be said and we'll maybe not get over it for weeks or months. Maybe never. Hello, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. Um, you, you know, I, I'm totally like, you know, I'm just, first of all, you described this monster, right? Should I call, you know, a monster or the yes. alien, right? Yes. And you described this alien in a very, very intriguing way. And I'm just like, I'm sure that the listeners can definitely relate to just who we're talking about is this either some you know in someone they they know or themselves right and 
Um, I'm just totally like my own. But you know, here's 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 what's come into my head. So, I, and again, I kind of waited like me as a person. I realized, like, you know, the last couple of years, maybe say three years, um, I'm not expressive. I mean, I am expressive, and I believe in expression, but I feel like it doesn't have to be verbal or vocal in a sense, right? So I don't have to pretty much say every question when I'm upset or when I'm angry or when I'm disappointed. I feel like I, I just, I'm, you know, I've sort of learned how to, Especially at that particular moment when I'm hurt, quiet. So, um, let's ask this, Joe. What would you say is probably the biggest communication um, mistake? Yeah, last that sentence. I lost you right there. Yes, could you repeat that last part? I just lost you that last part. It broke up. Yeah. Oh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Do you hear me? I hear you good now, yes. Okay. You know, we're having a little bit of technical issues. Sorry, we've been struggling with this all. But I would say that, you know, what would you say is the biggest miscommunication, um, you know, um, misstep, or uh, should I say oh, mistakes okay. that people make in their relationships? Well, let's go back to the alien. You don't want to talk when you're in the alien state. Because what happens is uh, that's actually the fight or flight response that's kicking in, and that heart beat mm-hmm. you feel, the, the blood pressure rising, that's all the physiological changes that are going on because the body is perceiving a threat to our survival. But it's no survival. The, the person just didn't take out the garbage again the right way. It's not life and death, but the body's activated this survival mechanism, and it's rerouted blood. Here's the interesting biology behind this, the science behind it. Blood has been rerouted now from our thinking brain. The more upset we get, the more the blood gets rerouted from our front thinking, logic, cooperative seeking brain to our back, combative, provocative, conflict-driven brain. And we lose up to Mm. 80% of our blood. That's why you can't be logical with a person who's upset. They twist everything into pretzels. They can't use their front brain, their thinking brain. It's like falling asleep on a limb. You can't use it until blood flow returns. So the worst thing you want to do when you're in that state is get in touch with your anger, be honest and open about how you feel, and deal with the problem then and there. The very opposite of what we're being told to do. We're being told to deal with it while you're in this alien state. Well, all all we all want to do in this alien state is Seek conflict because the body has is now perceiving the other party is about to eat us, and we need to protect ourselves from being a meal. That's what's actually mm. going on. That's the change between when they're calm and when they're uh, the alien is in them when they're upset. <laughs> you see the difference? This the two parts of the brain. And if you've ever been upset and had this internal dialogue going on, now stay calm. You know, this is going to have real bad consequences if you say something uh-huh. wrong. And then you hear another voice uh-huh. and you say, no, I want to do it right now. Don't what the heck? <laughs> yes. That's the two parts of the brain actually talking to each other, believe it or not. You're not hallucinating. That's actually two parts of the brain 
talking to each other. And then they have what's called crocodile uh, hijack, where as the blood keeps rising to the survival brain, which is right behind our ears, by the way, uh, and it's the same thing we share with all the animals out there. You've seen two cats circling each other with the fur up. That's what happens to us when this gets activated. Matter of fact, one of the physiological changes is the hair on our neck actually stands up. So what happens is uh, you have what's called this, I call crocodile hijack. The, the science name for it is amygdala hijack, where uh, that internal dialogue goes on and as the stress keeps rising the blood keeps getting rerouted from the front calm brain to the back brain which turns into like the hulk and then you have it overrides your front thinking brain and and then what happens at that point people know they're there because what they say is it's when i get to that point it's like i could see the words coming out of my mouth but i can't stop it it's like a film of my life unfolding in front of me but i can't do anything about it i'm a helpless participant that is crocodile brain hijack have you ever been there alex in that place where you've actually saw yourself saying and doing stuff but you couldn't stop it absolutely (laughs) (laughs) me too i mean we all do that yes Mm -hmm. So the worst thing you want to do is communicate when you're in that state because you're not Mm -hmm. interested in changing anything to the construction, resolving anything constructively. We're only interested in survival. We perceive the other party out to harm us, and -hmm. therefore we need to harm them back. That's why when people get upset, we seek to hurt them. It's like we're drowning and just they come out to rescue us, and we're standing on their head in order to keep from drowning. In the meantime, uh, we both go down. So that's why I call it uh, talk. I teach people how to identify when they're going in that state, the heart pumping hard, your sinuses flushing, your, your blood pressure rising, and then you need to get away, get initially, this is initially, I have to teach people a new skill, uh-huh. get away, get calmer, go into another room, close the door, because you want to put a wall between you your, and the other party so you, that your survival brain stands down. You know, if you got a wall uh-huh. there, it's less of a threat. If there's no wall, if you're going to be in the room and you're going to count to 10, that doesn't work. That, that just creates, no, that's never, I've never heard anybody say that works. As a matter of fact, what they do is they'll say, uh, you go to a therapist, traditional therapy, say, we'll say, count to 10 before you say anything. Five, 10. And then you say it. Uh, they're not going to do that. <laughs> so you got <laughs> so to get away. You got to let this brain know, calm down. You're not in imminent threat. You're not going to be eaten by a raptor. Calm down. So you, and there's a lot of things you could do to calm it down. Exercise is great. Uh, music, comedy, uh, mm-hmm. re- reading a book get invert, in, in, invested in a hobby, something that reroutes blood mm-hmm. from your back brain to your thinking brain, something mm-hmm. that requires thinking, calming, meditating, prayer, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And now that you're calmer and you're thinking things through, then you re-engage with the other party. And mm-hmm. uh, then you talk about it in a conflict-resolving mindset. Have you noticed mm-hmm. after this passes, we feel regrets, guilt, shame, mm-hmm. Those are all the front brain. Then what happens is we calm down. The front brain starts getting blood flow again, clicks back on. It goes from 20. It's like an arm that suddenly 
you know, you fell asleep on and suddenly the tingling starts and then you can use it. So now we can start using our front brain. That's the sign that it's coming back. Guilt, shame, conscience, long-term perspective, logic. Uh, so the front brain's coming back now. And that's the time. That's why we feel guilt, shame, uh, and all these negative uh, costs that we have because we don't like acting that way in this crocodile brain. It's something degrading to us as human beings. People say, you know, when I get into this state, I feel like an animal. It's so degrading. It's so disrespectful. I'm a human being. I'm not an animal in the mire, turning around, slopping around. So there's something degrading to us to be in this state. That's the guilt. That's the shame. Uh, so mm-hmm. then when you get back around the other party and then, you know, you frequently, not always, frequently, a lot of the issues are gone. It's like, no, it's not even worth getting upset over. It was so mundane and so irrelevant. Why even bring it up? But everything when mm-hmm. we're in this uh, crocodile brain is life-threatening because think about this. If survival is at stake, you have to win. Have you noticed whenever we're, we're upset, everybody's got to win. There's a right and a wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. We have to win. We have to be in control of the argument. Uh, we've got to dominate. Well, think about this from survival terms. You're just about to be eaten. You're in a death battle or perceiving to be a death battle. You better be right because if you're wrong one time, you're somebody else's meal. So you have to be right mm-hmm. at all times. Survival's at stake. We have to win. We have to be in control of the interaction and dominate because that's how you keep the enemy from getting the upper hand. Uh, that's why uh, when, when people are never wrong when they argue. That's why we have to win. We, quote, always have to win. Always have to be right. We owe, you think you're always telling the truth. We always think we're telling the truth when we're upset because that's, that's our mindset. So one of the things I try to show people is that um, there's a time and a place. You know, Aristotle, my goal in therapy is, is to help people. I use Aristotle as the goal. He said anybody can become angry. That is easy. But to be uh-huh. angry at the right place, at the right time, with the right person, to the right degree, for the right purpose, that's not uh-huh. so easy. So he says be very selective and make it uh, purpose-driven, good purpose-driven, closeness-driven, driven. There's a big difference. Front brain, thinking, genius brain is um, health, constructive, intimate, closeness, love-driven. Back brain, crocodile brain is destruction, protect survival, destroy. So which one of these you want to be communicating through? You can't have both. They're, they, they're at cross purposes. You, if um. you're in one, you're going to go in one direction. If you're in another, you're going to go in another direction. So I try to teach people for the fighters who want to engage when they're upset. Uh, I try to teach them a, a pause switch there and then re-engage when you're calmer. For the flighters who's has their they just run the slightest uh-huh. uh you know conflict they're out of there it's like feet don't fail uh-huh. me now i'm gone so i teach them also to put a pause switch in so that they don't run so teach uh-huh. them to engage 
and I teach the fighters to not engage. So, so that's basically it. Sounds a little like it, it's not very complicated because people need something very simple and quick because they're caught up in this emotional quagmire and they don't have, you know, they can't think things through uh, very clearly. Judgments affected. Their emotions overriding everything. They're filled with despair and a sense of worthlessness because one of the things that occurs is as they try to use the conventional approaches, you know, I saw a couple yesterday in which they came in. They said, yeah, you're the fourth therapist we've been to. We're not happy with any of them. Every place we go, they tell us to uh, talk about the issues. And then, then they ask, well, how do you feel? And how do you feel? And we end up leaving there more upset than we came in. And I said, yeah, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> you know, you don't want to tell them. That. <laughs> They're encouraging crocodile brain interaction, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fair fighting. And they said, the guy said, hey, I try to do fair fighting rules. But what happens is when I get upset, I cannot access those rules. They go out the window. Mm. And I said, and I said, that's exactly right, because your crocodile brain can't think. You know, so they're so conventional approaches is teaching people rules to use when they're calm and expecting them to use it when they're upset. But that alien, they can't use that. Think of yourself when we, you know, just, you know, for your listeners, think of yourself when you get upset. All these things you said you weren't going to do. Don't use toxic words. Don't get in their face. Don't put a finger in their face. (laughs) Can we do, can you do that when you're upset? I know I can't. I do those very things. You know, I pull them out of my hat and then I put it in the other party's face. And then I'm sorry for the next six months. So, <laughs> I, you know, I found it's easier. I don't like being sorry. So I just don't do it. <laughs> and then I don't have to apologize for something I didn't do and didn't mean or didn't, didn't mean. So, so that's basically what it is. And, you know, and so I teach people how to look at the cues and then, uh, how to identify how this is going on in their relationship and how to short circuit it. Now, here's another th- interesting thing that you're, that no other approach has, and it's a major problem. Uh, and conventional approaches uh, only point, push people into a no-win, a lose-lose corner. Okay? So arguments start two ways. We go into crocodile brain and provoke the other one, right? Uh, totally mm-hmm. unknown or unaware. We're having a bad day and we take it out on the other party or they go into crocodile brain and they pull us in. And here's, here's Mm. our dilemma, right? Does that sound familiar? And no matter what we, here's our dilemma. So we come home, we're having a nice day. We're feeling good. And you open the door and what do you see? You see them in crocodile brain. They've given you the evil eye, the look of death, (laughs) you know, snake eye. (laughs) <laughs> and now you know your genius brain kicks on and says, uh-oh, Houston, we've got a problem here. I know they're upset, uh, a.k.a. they're looking for conflict, an argument, and if they want to provoke an argument. And if I respond to their questions, we're going to get into an argument. And if I don't, they're going to escalate and follow me around and provoke and provoke and provoke until we get into it anyway. So I'm in a lose-lose situation, and if I don't deal with it now, I feel guilty because I'm running from the that from. 
does that does that situation sound familiar at all, Alex? Very familiar. I'm totally. I'm getting like a real aha moment right there. <laughs> yeah, ninety five percent of the people I see say that's a major problem in their relationship. Uh, you know, and I struggle with it too. So uh, it it it's a common dilemma. So here's your here's your problem. Conventional approaches say talk about it. Well, you know, if you talk about it, if you tell them how you feel, you know, I really I really don't like when I walk in, you jump all over me for something I didn't do. Well, what are they going to do? They're going to twist everything into a pretzel and pull you in so you get into an argument. Again, if you try to avoid that argument by saying, hey, this is not a good time to talk about it, what do they do? They say, yeah, you're just, you're just trying to run from the problem. You don't care. That's just proof you don't care. Well, you keep it up and we'll be divorced. And if you leave uh, and you go out through that door, the door will be locked when you return. Well, that's a tough place to be because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be talking about my problems, right? I'm supposed to be dealing with it now. Uh, and if I don't, I'm running from the problem. So uh, I needed a solution to that problem because that is a mega problem with couples that pushes them into the dead zone. Are you you with me on this, Alex? I am with you 100% in this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, um, know, just before we get into, you know, more things, you know, know, I'm trying to take notes, actually. It's funny I'm doing this, but I'm so, you know, just trying to, I'm listening to you word for word. And, you know, something you said that totally caught my attention was when, you know, earlier you had kind of talked about, you kind of put this, you know, like, you know, put the, let's say to this two people or this group or this, you know, whoever it is is going through this conflict into yes. two different groups, which is one is the fighter and the other is the flight, flighter, if I call yes. it, if I got that correct. Yes, and, and they tend to end I, up with each other, too. They yes, tend to end up with each other. Up. Yes. Exactly, because there's always somebody who's willing to go at the other person and there's the other person who just really just wants to run away. And it's funny because – Excuse me, Alex, and then they feed on each other because the fighter says let's talk about it and overwhelms the other party who doesn't need much to be overwhelmed Mm -hmm. to begin with. And then Mm – so they distance, and that puts the fighter into a vacuum mode, and they got to fill in the vacuum so they're running. So they got to fight. they got to pursue them, and then they flee, and then they try to talk about it. Well, if you wouldn't get so upset, I wouldn't – I can't deal with all this conflict. I wouldn't leave. Well, if you didn't mm-hmm. leave, then then I wouldn't have to vomit all over you. And so, and then they're they're, they're caught in this you know in this uh, merry-go-round here that just spirals into it just sucks everything out of them. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 no. It's great that we're having this conversation, and I think it's really important for us to kind of put this in perspective, right? I mean. And you know, make it very easy, even even much easier for the for the listeners to understand. And I think that people can actually really put themselves into this situation. I, like I said, it registered for me because I'm thinking about to my old relationship, right? And I'm thinking yes. about you know where I'm coming from, you know, being divorced and all. And I'm, I'm starting to look at them and say, oh, you know, maybe there was a time when I was one of these two, right? <laughs> and maybe. I really probably, you know, maybe, you know, I could have really dealt with some of the issues in a different way. So I think it is so important that you're sharing this because I think the first thing is, first of all, for us as, you know, whoever's listening, whoever they're listening from around the world to say, okay, which one am I, you know, 
and okay, which one is the other person I'm involved with, right? And either yes. way, yes. you know, we yes. all shouldn't be talking at each other, and we all shouldn't be acting, you know, when we're, like you said, when the alien takes over, when we're angry or upset, because then we're only going to make things worse. And yes. while you're putting, while you're, while you were saying what you're saying, it just made me understand. I mean, there was one particular relationship, and I like to be, you know, open, you know, and there's one particular relationship where I kind of felt like, you know, every time I wanted to talk about things, and this person just didn't want to talk, right? And you know, at some point, I kind of felt like maybe I'm, even, you know. It kind of, you know, you start to feel, like you said, you know, you feel all sorts of things, guilt, shame, you know, embarrassed, like if you, you feel like you're overpowering this other person and, and this person, you know, this man just doesn't really want to talk because he's worried he might, you know, you guys going to get into an argument. And when he doesn't talk, that's kind of pisses that's you of- off more. Yes. What did you say? Oh, yes. So I, so I'm, you know, but I've also noticed something, again, maybe this, also, I don't call it on talk therapy, but I'm glad that there's a name for it, right? But I also <laughs> noticed that, you know, in the last <laughs> um, couple of years, maybe in the last two, three years, I definitely do have a different approach to my own, you know, resolving my own personal conflict, and which is, like you said, I would walk away, right? Most times, so I can calm down. I realize that I don't even, when I'm very upset, that's when I'm quiet, actually. You know, like I just yes. want to, you know, um, distract myself with something else and, and you did mention that like you know you could get involved maybe listen to music or meditate or pray or get into work usually I would get myself doing stuff like maybe cleaning the house or you know sending yes, emails right. or getting to work something. just to by the way Alex I want to say by the way I want to say that that music you had on when I was on hold qualified it was beautiful music and I was just sitting here and I could feel my fight or fight response just relaxing it was beautiful music well, I'm glad because I kind of like saved it for you and, you know, I'm going to put it back on anyway. So when we get the musical break, but, you know, I just, you know, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation and I kind of just wanted to sort of reiterate that for the listeners, especially for those who are listening here in Africa, right? So that they can really understand just how um, important and valuable what you're sharing is. Right and 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 how that they can apply that to their lives, right? And how they can see yes. themselves in any because again, it's one thing for people to say, oh, you know, I don't know what he's talking about, <laughs> but the truth is, we all do because we've all been one of these two people. We've all been in a situation like that, and we've always felt like when we have issues, we want to deal with it right there and dead. And you're saying, hey, if you're pissed off or you're angry or upset, maybe this is not the – maybe, it's, you know, you can deal with it, but why don't you take a break, walk away, why don't you calm down and cool down because right now you, you're not clear, yes. right? And yes, actually, what you, I even say more. Excuse me. What I even say is more. <laughs> if you talk in this state, because one of the changes that occurs is as blood gets rerouted to our, our black brain, uh, our crocodile brain, we get combative. So we get provocative. Mm. We lose judgment Mm. skills. We have mood changes, Mm -hmm. attitude changes. Mm -hmm. Our thoughts get scrambled. So actually, Mm -hmm. it's not may, it is. When we talk from this state, everything about us, our looks, our tones, our gestures, our questions, they're all hooked. They're all made to provoke. So everything we do is provocative. That's why we cannot filter that out unless we have great self-control, and, I, I, and this is what this approach does. It teaches people how to do that. So I say it will 
create more problems and mm-hmm. learn to control it first before you talk. But, you know, you mentioned there's people in Africa and all around. Uh, what I'm about to finish up is a free webinar that's going to talk about this. I'm going to walk people through, mm-hmm. show them how to make changes, and then I'm going to offer for those interested in more advanced stuff a five-part mm-hmm. uh, webinar course at a very low uh, cost. And so they'll mm-hmm. be able to apply this if they're interested in more mm-hmm. uh, by just going on my site, and it'll be an online uh, situation where they can mm-hmm. uh, listen to the free webinar, and then they can sign up for the course if they want it. They could share it with friends. They could talk about it with partners. They could do whatever they want with it. And uh, if they have any further questions, they could you know email me or talk more with me. But that course should be enough for people, and that webinar will be very in-depth with a lot of pictures and it'll be, it'll it'll be fun. I'm going to put on a mask that's going to have a crocodile head on it and all this stuff. It'll be fun. So if they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So do you, did you have a question you wanted to ask me? Well, I do have several questions and I see some people dialed into the show. Um, Again, if you want to, maybe you want to ask Phil a question, you've got a question for Phil or you, you know, you've got a comment or something don't forget that you should use your hand raise. In effect, you have to press one so we know that you want to speak, and then we can connect you into the conversation. Press one. If you don't, we'll just think you're listening. Um, or you can, of course, tweet using hashtags and make a talk or send your questions to hello at the naked talk, but live, and we can get your questions right into the conversation. Um, Phil, I know we, we kind of still have quite a bit of stuff to talk about, but let's do something. How about we take a uh, you know a quick musical break? I feel like we need a little okay. bit of music in this house. And uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Now, this is Is It Okay by Danielle Taylor, and I think that's the song you're talking about that you probably love. Um, so this is Danielle Taylor's uh, Okay, and Danielle Taylor was a guest on the show, I think, a couple of weeks ago, um, singer-songwriter, amazing, powerful singer. And, of course, we'll be yeah. back. Don't go anywhere. But it rains at the same time One of those days I pretend that I am But I'm not fine It's one of those days I couldn't get up if I wanted to It's all of this weight on me It's one of those days I look in the mirror I don't know myself One of those days I just want to One of those days when I want to give up, give in to impossible. I tried to be the hero, but I ended up the fool. Is it okay if I fall apart? Okay, if I don't back, back. I'll be okay. I just need a minute to be by myself. Looking back on everything 
Don't forget, you, uh, plus one, three, two, three, six, four, two, one, six, nine, three. Make sure to use your hand raising effect. Press one so we know where you want to speak. Or you can use the live Skype button right on top of your player to call in for free. Or, of course, you know, uh, you know, tweet using hashtag to make a talk. Now, I know that um, our in-studio chat room is not open this season. It's crazy. I mean, we've been having some, you know, what? But, you know, I'm great that, you know, our amazing guest is here, and he's been just so amazing just sharing quite a bit more about um, on talk therapy. Um, hi, Phil. Welcome back. Welcome back from the musical oh. break. Listen, I'm really enjoying this a lot. It's fun. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, just before we went on that, you know, on the break, you know, you'd been talking about just, you know, you shift quite a number of stuff. And I wanted to, you know, I was, oh, God, I've been taking so many notes. Good. I, I think I'm, I can't wait to, you know, for that webinar to, you know, for you to, you know, bring out the webinar and the e-course and all those things, because I definitely need to, you know, definitely need to understand just how this works and, and how I can, you know, apply this to my life. I mean, yes, you know, I've been doing some things subconsciously, you know, like walking away and giving myself space and plugging myself into something that, you know, interests me to distract me. But then I think we also need to make, you know, a little bit more conscious effort, right? And in terms of oh, how yes. we resolve our conflicts with the people that, so I think this is such a great conversation. So let me ask you this, you know, I was thinking, because let's even go back to the root cause. I mean, what would you say are the reasons or what, what is it that, um, what does this conflict start anyway? Like, you know, what is it, you know, do, do we talk about the triggers or, you know, is this? Yes, let's um, want to talk about that. We talk about that. Yes. Okay. So okay. I would, I've identified, uh, there's a series of changes when the fight-or-flight response kicks in. Uh, there's four mm-hmm. changes. There's physiological changes. We talked about heart pumps harder. Lungs expand up to 1,200%. That's why we breathe deeply. <laughs> uh, blood pressure <laughs> rises. Um, the digestion stops. Some people have an involuntary bowel movement. That's to get rid of the, uh, the, the bacteria in the stomach in case we get cut down there, there's a greater chance of infection. That's where that state, that's where that saying comes, scared poopless comes from. That actually happens in response to this fight or flight. That muscle down there relaxes and we have a, a bowel discharge. Um, so there's all these physiological changes. Now this all happens in one millionth of a second. While this happens, the blood's getting rerouted from the front brain, which is falling asleep. Like if you ever fell asleep on a limb, that's what happens to the front brain. We can't use it because there's no blood flow or oxygen. 20% left. There's 80% been rerouted to the back of the brain, to this crocodile brain behind our ears, which is now like the Hulk. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's super powered because it's expecting a life battle to the death, a physical altercation. So it needs to harness all the strength in muscle movement and blood flow and oxygen in order to fight to the death or flee and uh, against the bear that's attacking it. So, and so when this happens, blood goes to the back brain, and now there's uh, perception changes. We get volatile, irrational, 101 equals 27, 93, we're all over the place. We get short-term oriented, so we only want to gratify this feeling at the moment. We're not worried about five minutes down the road because if I'm dead, what does it matter? We get oppositional And when I looked that up in a dictionary, it says conflict-seeking, provocative, and, quote, taking an anti-stance, which means what we're going to do in this mindset is we're going to defend and attack. That's all we're going to do. That's all we need Mm. to do. 
there's no con- it's black and white. There's no context. There's no gray. Uh, we see you versus me. A minute before when I was calm, I saw you as a loving partner. Now, the enemy about to harm me, and I have to harm you back. Just like that. That's the alien. And we're not we're so acutely focused on the other party. Uh, we're blaming. Uh, we don't see ourselves, so we lose self-awareness and control. Now, our override is our front brain, our genius thinking brain, which is instead of volatile, it's calm, irrational, rational, one and one equals two, short-term, long-term, let's do what's best in the long run. This is going to have bad consequences if we act right now impulsively. Oppositional, conflict-seeking, conflict-resolving. So there you got it. One wants to resolve conflict, and one wants to fight. So when you try to talk through this brain, that's why they twist everything into pretzels and jujitsu you into a fight. The very words you use, they twist and distort because they're not mm. seeking resolution. They're seeking destruction. Your destruction, wow. you're out to eat them. You're their next meal. So they're not, they're in two different places. Uh, uh, there's, con- there's right and wrong, black or white. There's context. Uh, when we're in this thinking brain, uh, we're humble. We accept responsibility. You know, uh, I'm sorry, honey. Uh, it was my fault. I didn't plan for rush hour traffic. You were late because of my screw up. Will you forgive me? That's pure genius brain. Back brain would rather be wrong, uh, would rather be dead than wrong because in its perception, if they're wrong, they are dead. That's why we can never be wrong when we're upset. It means destruction. Mm. It's over. Game over. Turn out the lights. Close the door. It's over. <laughs> so that's why we have to win. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then when we get calmer, we're like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean that. You know, you forgive me. <laughs> that's, you know, that's front brain. That's our thinking genius brain. Okay. So that's change two. Change three is mm-hmm. relationship changes. Now, here's how this plays out. Now, so... Something will trigger it. Look, tone, topic, thought, memory, something outside. Uh Somebody cuts you off on the road. You get a bill you didn't expect, Uh whatever it is. Uh Uh, uh, Survival brain kicks on. Crocodile brain kicks on now. Uh, So something will trigger it. Stage one, it'll trigger it. Now, for this one, we're going to set up dominoes. So here we go. I set up all these fancy dominoes, and then something happens. I don't have a break in there. And then an accident happens. The last domino hits the next one. And before we can say, oh, my goodness, I'm wiped out. I'm like, gosh, there goes 1,500 dominoes. I wasted three months. I have to spend all my time rebuilding, I will, unless I put a break because mistakes will happen. So I need to take one out or put something in every 10 or 15 so that when uh, they start falling, I only lose 15. I don't lose 1,500. And therefore, you build on it instead of spending all your time in recovery and you finish the project. So... That's what happens. The first domino kicks in, uh, and so something will trigger it. Look, tone, topic, memory, thought, look, hook questions, whatever it is. Now, blood reroutes. The alien enters our body. Our perception gets dark, bleak, doom, gloom. We're conflict-seeking, but we have a problem. Uh, Crocodile brain is a reciprocal brain. It needs conflict in return. Reciprocity means needing something in return. Fire, oxygen. No oxygen, no fire. So, so this uh, crocodile brain needs conflict in return, but it's got a problem because 
One party is in crocodile brain seeking conflict, and the other one's in genius brain seeking conflict resolution. So they're not going to get their, their conflict, their oxygen. So what do we do? We go to bait the other one. We go out of our way to bait the other one into arguing. You're familiar with that, right? It happens all the time. And so how do we know? Here's an interesting point. How do we know exactly what it is to use to bait them and hurt them and pull them into an argument? Have you ever wondered about that? They know exactly what to say to push my buttons. How is it? Well, what happens What happens is crocodile brain goes to comatose thinking genius brain and says, okay, tell me what it is that bothers them. Well, bring up this topic, give them this look, put this finger in their face, and when all else fails, criticize their mother. That will make them crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> but my mo- but their mother's been dead for two, 20 years. It doesn't matter. Bring it up anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not relevant to the issue. I don't care. Bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> bring it on. So that, that's what they do, right? And they bring up stuff that's irrelevant 20 years, and they're like, she loved you like a baby. She's been dead for 15 years. She never loved anybody. She just loved yourself. She was a selfish, you know what? And you're like, man, this person's crazy. Uh, <laughs> right? Welcome, welcome to Crocodile. We all get crazy in Crocodile Brain, including me. That's why I try to stay out of it. So now, so that first domino's toddling. So we work the other party until we get them to... That's the play that I was doing good until he or she put that finger in my face. That's what flew all over me. Bingo. Uh-huh. All the dominoes are going down now and they're going fast. So now we're into stage two, which is the infection stage. The break is off. The person in genius brain was acting as a break, no oxygen. Well, now they're also on fire and they're feeding each other. Now let's go back to conventional approaches. What do they say? Always be honest, get your anger out. Be honest and open about how you feel and what you think and deal with it now. Well, let's plug that in right here. What happens? I'm going to tell you what I really think, and I'm going to vomit it all over you, and you're going to do the same thing to me. So these things actually feed the whole cycle of conflict. They don't resolve anything. They make it worse. They put it on steroids. So now we're into the third stage. Uh, Before you can say infection, you go into the third stage, which is the escalation stage. I also call that the the feeding frenzy or the kitchen sink. That's where everything gets thrown into it. No rhyme or reason. One thing's twisted into another. Irrelevant topics, toxic words, everything. You're just out there. Uh, Crocodile brain is sensing a loss, and they're just throwing everything out of there, drowning, trying to flailing wildly, trying to stay above water. And then what happens is it peaks out. People pull apart. They get, they get away, they get calmer, blood then reroutes. We go back to our normal default setting. Most people, some people don't have this default setting, but most people go back to their default setting and their front brain, genius brain starts thinking again, blood reflows there. And now suddenly it's like a light switch goes off. Bing! Oh my goodness, what did I say and do? Oh, now you've got regrets, uh, guilt, shame. You've got this negative preoccupation going around and around in your head. You've got desire for revenge and anger and resentments out there. So now we have to pay the costs for this. We have the personal costs, which I just mentioned. We have health costs. Uh, this, this thing is it's an inflammation of the, pro- about the body. All health problems are inflammation-related. There's inflammation at its base, from Alzheimer's to diabetes to hypertension to autoimmune. 
they all have inflammation as its cause. And if you can eliminate inflammation, you eliminate disease. And uh-huh. so what happens is uh, where it affects our health. Uh, episodic, for instance, getting anger out is good for you. That's what they say. Except the science says and shows that episodic anger outbursts for two hours afterwards increases your heart attack and stroke rate by 500%. And over wow. time, it increases it 2,000% and cancer 3,000%. It increases autoimmune, hypertension, insulin resistance, uh, affects how we sleep, how we store fat. They took two groups of people and they had uh, this group of, of women stay on the same diet uh, and registered their weight gain, and then they added stress to it, same diet, and they found that their, they, their weight gain was 50% more with the same exact diet. So it, it affects how we process food and store fat. Uh, it, it's the cause uh, 70% of doctor visits in America are stress-related. Center for Disease Control says 85% of all diseases have an emotional component. So what the conventional approaches leave out is that there's a, this isn't a two-dimensional issue. It's a three-dimensional issue. There's health, serious health issues that are involved here. It affects inflammation, affects memory loss. Uh, Alzheimer's is growing at an exponential rate. It grew 15% last year. It's the third leading cause of death in America. They're saying by the year 2030, over a million people a year will be dying from it. It's growing so fast and there's no cures. You don't, do you really want to be keeping this inflammation process stoked and increase the whole disease issue, the whole disease problem? Here's another interesting thing. Uh, they have a new science out called this, it's the, uh, the gut-brain connection, and they're very connected. So our stomach has 500, it has almost a billion brain neurons in it, and our heart has half a billion, and our brain has 86 billion, and the three are talking to each other constantly. Now, our stomach has over five pounds of bacteria in it that we need to survive, over 100 trillion bacteria and fungi and microflora. Uh, and the good bacteria, the proper ratio should be 85 good, 15 bad bacteria. Uh, and the good bacteria, 95% of our serotonin is produced, guess where? Not in our head, but in our stomach by the bacteria. Isn't that interesting? So what happens is under stress, our body turns from uh, alkaline Very. to acidic. Right? And when it shifts to acidic, the bad bacteria flourish, the good bacteria die off, the bad bacteria are hungry. So they send a message to the brain, chemical message, that says, feed me. That's why we crave comfort foods when we're under stress. The bad bacteria likes greasy, sugary foods. And so we're feeding that horde of bacteria, which is growing. The problem is... The good bacteria gets shut off, so that's why we get sad and depressed when we're under stress because the serotonin has been shut off or at least decreased. Plus, when we add all that new, that sugar and carbs, it shoots up our insulin levels, and then we crash. That affects our moods, our attitude, and again, uh, how we're going to communicate with the other person, which means usually a lot worse because we get grouchy, we snap at them, we feel bad. 
Uh, I mean, it just gets messed. So the thing feeds on itself. Then we take uh, antidepressants in order to get over the depression. Antidepressants have a host of side effects. They affect libido. They cause memory loss. And they also mute the emotional response, which means you're feeling less towards your loved one. So now if you feel less, I don't love them anymore, well, now we got another problem. I'm less depressed, but I don't love my partner. Plus, you know, I'm losing my memory, and I have all of these – I have no sexual desire or a decreased libido. You see how complicated this whole thing gets? It's not just – I mean, the conventional approaches were, were put out in the 70s. Since then, we have this whole other science that has come out and said, wait a minute. This thing is a lot more complex. We don't need to – we have antibiotics now. We don't need to use leeches. Get rid of the leeches. They don't work. So uh, the conventional communication approaches increase health problems. So uh, That's just another side issue I want to bring out. So that's one of the costs. It affects um, uh, personal peace. There's emotional issues. We talked about guilt, shame, preoccupation, negative resentments. It, it affects um, health, makes it worse, and there's also relationship costs. Communication gets increasingly chaotic. Sex becomes a battleground, a ritual non-existent. Uh, enjoyment drops. You don't like being around them after one of these events as much as you did before, even if it's five-second quickie. I got upset. I gave you the evil look. You gave me the look back. Nobody said anything. What took one-tenth of one second? The dominoes are down. Now we got to rebuild. And it also, worst of all, if that isn't bad enough, it sucks our love out of the relationship. Not only don't I like being around them as much, I don't even like them as much. So, you know, Uh. it spirals spirals into people, what I call the dead zone, where there's no caring left. You know, the caring, I I first discovered the, the dead zone when I was seeing this couple, and the man was clearly dragging in the woman. And she said, why am I here? You always make promises and you never follow through. And he said, but dear, it's this time it's different. Uh, I don't want to lose you. And so I haven't had a drink in six months, no women. He went through this long list. And I said to myself, man, this is impressive. I think he's got it. And she said, you know, honey, I think you got it. And I'm happy for you because in the next relationship, you'll make a much better husband. So I said, "Uh uh-oh, that sounds like they're in a dead zone. So that's the place that you don't want to get to. That's that's the bad place. So uh, then what happens, there's another piece to this, uh, and that's the latest brain science of neuroplasticity. Alex, have you heard of neuroplasticity? Are you familiar with that term? Um, well, no, not, not very familiar. Yeah, it's, it's the latest brain science, which says we used to think that the brain stopped growing after a certain age, like 21 or throughout a life. Um, neuroplasticity, the brain is plastic, it's fluid, and our thoughts control our brain. So when we think of something, there's 86 billion neurons, and they communicate by through synapse connections, and as they learn something, we, we connect with more synapse connections to more brain cells, so we're constantly expanding the computer space, if you will, the gigabytes. So what happened then, so what happens is um, when when we're in this negative, when we have these negative thoughts, especially when they become persistent, the body adjusts like a muscle. 
we now know the brain is like a muscle. If you use it, it grows. And if you don't use it, it atrophies. All right. So uh-huh. what we know now that is that with, with stress and conflict that's recurring, not only do you have these ongoing health problems and relationship debris, but your brain now rewires. And it says, hey, the brain uses 30% of the body's energy. So it uses a lot for a 3% organ. So what it does is it reroutes, rather than taking more energy from the body, it reroutes ex- from existing brain cells by shutting them down and growing others that it needs. So in chronic stress situations, what it does is it shrinks our front brain over time and grows our back brain. So what that means is it becomes our default setting. And now we're in this, you've heard people say, well, everything I say, they're, they're always defensive. They're always attacking their back brain now, that's back brain, that's crocodile brain, is in their default setting. It's on automatic. And so now you have this mess. You have, when you put it all together, you have uh, stress hits, the fight or flight response kicks in, our lens gets darker, our perception gets more warped, we communicate in a conflict-seeking way. So now we're getting along more poorly. So I'm not sleeping, I don't eat, I got a headache, more stress, more stress chemicals released. Uh, we, I, my, my, my lens gets darker and I get more provocative when I communicate. We get along more poorly. And now we're in this circle, this feedback loop. Our brain jumps in here and says, hey, I need to get ready for the next battle. So it grows more crocodile brain, our brain uh, cells and our brain keeps getting increasingly lopsided with our back brain, doom, gloom, pessimism, uh, you're reading negative intent to everything they do, they do, and everything expands. Triggers expand, infections quicker, uh, recovery uh, escalations worse, and it lasts longer, gets longer to get over. And now you're in this self-reinforcing and escalating loop. And conventional approaches make it worse because you get to a place where if we talk about it, we get into arguments. And if we don't talk about it, we still get into arguments. We're losing, we're in like in quicksand. Whatever we do, we just keep drowning. That's a horrible place to be. It's a desperate wow. place to be. So you, you know what um Phil I mean this is such um an amazing and I feel like we need definitely need to get you back again on the show. Um because this is like I feel like, you know, we need a full class with this. Like this is I'm, 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 you know, first of all, I'm so grateful that you're here to basically share this, and I've learned so much, and I know that the listeners, here's the thing, I have a lot of questions, but fortunately, we can take the questions because, you know, we have to wrap the show. So, I'm definitely, I would love to invite you back again on the show. Maybe, you know, um, Great. I don't yes. know. It would be nice to have you back again on the show because there are quite a number of questions, you know, you know, people are you know, tweeting and hashtagging and, you know, ah, oh God, we, we don't have the time to take the questions. So just before we close this, um, let me just ask you, where can the listeners find you? I mean, if they want to connect with you directly or ask you some more questions or reach out to you, join the webinar or take part in the course. I mean, how can they reach you? Okay, great. Well, you know, I have a website, lesstalkmorelove.com. They can reach me through that. I have a book, uh, a Facebook site, uh, Mm-hmm. On talk therapy, they can contact me through mm-hmm. that. Uh, mm-hmm. they, can, they can go to my website, and I have a, a, a death zone quiz. Are you how close are you to the death zone? If they would 
sign up for that, take that quiz, and then if they want to sign up for my free webinar, like I talked about, uh, mm-hmm. they, they'll have an in-depth discussion with exercises and illustrations to show this very process. Because what I'm talking about here is, is diametrically 180 degree uh, opposed, different than conventional approaches. But the nice thing about it is it offers an alternative. It offers hope for, for previously hopeless situations. And, and, you know, that just, I mean, it's been my life quest. You know, I talked about when I was a teenager and why do people and uh, get into conflict and what can we do to prevent it? And after 40 years or 30, I finally found out and I want to share that with the world and, and decrease mm. the misery. You know, misery, there's kids involved, there's costs, there's depression, there's suicides, there's alcohol and drug problems from uh, from relationship problems. It's a horror. It's a, it's a blight. So whatever I can do to help out would be great. So they can sign up for the course on it and then I'm going to have a five-part course at very low cost in which I'm going to walk people through, have exercises, and we're going to talk about in depth about, uh, it'll be based on my future book, Five Steps Back to Love. Uh, mm. We're going to talk in depth about what to do with these situations. You know, and you talked about having me back since we're out of time. Maybe if you have me back, we can talk about what to do when the other tri- party tries to pull you in. And no matter mm. what you do, you seem to be getting snagged. There is a solution for mm. that, there is an out. So I'd love to share that with people. I would definitely love to bring it back for you to share that because there's so much to learn. I I teach so much and I there's still quite a lot to learn. And here's the amazing thing. I mean, for the listeners, all they have to do is click on your name. Once they click on your name, the show notes, it takes them directly to the website, letstalkmorelove.com. So um, I already have that. All you have to do if you're listening, just click on his name, you know, to look look straight to his website, and you can connect with him and connect so sign up yep. for, you know, the Dead Zone uh, quiz and see where you are right now. I think I'm just going to go right there and sign up right now <laughs> on the day and just so I find out what's going on because there's definitely so much to learn. Well, it's been such an nope. amazing time nope. having you here on the show, Phil, and I would definitely love to bring you back once again. Well, thank you. And also one more thing, if they could get on my site, uh, let's untalk therapy, my Facebook site, and like it, and then we'll keep them informed of stuff going on. Okay. Okay. That Thank would be amazing. Me. So yes, make sure to go to his web, you know, his Facebook page. Go to Talk Therapy and like it. And of course, that way you can stay up to date with what's going on and you know what he's up to and when the new webinar is out and the class and all of that and the new book, so that you are definitely on top of things. Thank you so much, Phil. This has been amazing. You joining me all the way from um, the US, and I would definitely, definitely love to bring you back once again. So oh, listen. Well, so we'll come back again same time on Friday Radio Special with our very special guest, Elaine Flucker. Well, uh, it's been an amazing conversation, and I'll talk to you again. Ciao. Bye. It's unscripted. Out. It's unfiltered. Out. It's uncaught.
listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.